It wasn't that bad, was it? This morning we're going to be in Matthew 28, verses 19, or 16 through 20, really. And we'll look at these verses. And the reason why I want to look at these verses is because it's a, a time for, for saying goodbye. Sometimes things hit you and you're not expecting it. I don't think I was expecting it. <laughs> I want us to look at Matthew 28 because um, this is whenever Jesus and his disciples are, he's preparing them because he's about to be gone. And I know we look at these verses a lot and we look at them in regard to the mission that Jesus puts his disciples in. But, but if we take a step back and we just set that to the side for a second and just get the scenario here. They've been walking with Jesus for these years and and, and actually, they lost him already. He, he, he had to go through death on the cross. And even whenever they came on, on resurrection morning and they said, the tomb is empty, they didn't go, oh, he's alive. They were like, what happened? Like terror gripped their hearts afresh. And, uh, and, then, and then Jesus shows up and, and he's, he's alive. He's flesh and blood alive back from death. And you got to imagine how much this felt like, yes, this is right. This is what needed to happen. You needed to not be gone. You needed to be here with us. And Jesus says, okay, but I'm not going to be here for long. And so for like 40 days, Jesus is there with his disciples. And the whole time he's kind of preparing them because he's about to ascend to the right hand of the Father. <laughs> And so this is really, this is a scene, and we see it in Matthew 28, you can see it in Acts 1, and um, this is a scene where, like, beloved friends are saying goodbye. Ministry partners are saying farewell. And I want us to look at it, because I, I was thinking through scripture, there's a lot of times whenever you have two parties of people that are departing, but so many of those times are not times of health. So many of those times are times of unhealth. Uh, people depart because of division. Division comes in and it makes people go one way and the other. Think about all the way back to Abraham and Lot. Uh, they, they can't, they're, <clears throat> their herdsmen can't, uh, can't be together and so they get divisive and they depart. We see it in the book of Acts with Paul and Barnabas, two beloved friends, have a difference of opinion, of difference of thought, and they depart. Of course, people depart because of death. It starts all the way back with Cain and Abel, and with Cain and Abel, you have this horrible reality that it's not just that you will die, but sometimes people will take your life. And they'll take life from you. But death is the, not only through scripture, but through life, we see death is that, is that departure that is such a pain, an enemy. Um, 
there's, there, there's parting of ways because of uh, persecution. You remember the early church in Acts? Persecution broke up and then people, uh, the, the, the church there at Jerusalem, it, it, people had to leave and they had to scatter. They didn't want to have to leave. It wasn't a healthy situation that, that caused them to leave. And there's peril. Uh, I was thinking about, um, you know, Naomi in the book of Ruth. Naomi and her family had to leave their home in Bethlehem, which is kind of interesting. It means house of bread because there's a famine. They have to leave their home. They go to Moab. While at Moab, uh, her, 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 her boys are raised. They, they, they meet some Moabite women. They get married. But then... Devastation happens to Naomi's family. Her husband dies, and then both of her sons die. And so she's, she's, she's leaving Moab and heading back to Bethlehem in peril. And she gives her daughters-in-law, she gives them each an opportunity that they can turn, and they, they don't owe anything to her. And, of course, we know the story of Ruth. Ruth is like, wherever you go, I'm going to go. Your people are my people. But Orpah says, okay, and because of peril, she departs and she heads back home to Moab. So we see a lot of unhealthy departures in Scripture. And we see people, like, it, it almost seems like it's, it's cruel a lot of times. I mean, there's a cruel reality that we, we do have to part ways, period. But, 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 but whenever you look through Scripture, there's not a whole lot of times where this is done like in health with positive intent behind it. And so that's why I wanted us to think about Jesus and his disciples because this is not a situation of unhealth. This is not a, a moment where, you know, Jesus is, oh, I can't bear with y'all anymore. He's, he's not leaving, you know. And this isn't like his disciples uh, running and hiding whenever he's getting arrested. You know, this is, this is too... Two parties of people who love each other, who respect each other, who care greatly for each other, and, and they're having to say goodbye. And, and from that, I, I just want us to kind of even maybe look at what Jesus is saying in the text a little bit. Maybe just see it with some fresh eyes. But we'll go ahead and we'll pick up Matthew 28, and we'll begin in verse number 16. It says, The eleven disciples left for Galilee. And they were going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. So, Jesus and his disciples are there, and they're really saying goodbye. He's bidding them farewell. And it's a fond farewell. Wants to think about Jesus and what he meant to his disciples. How scared were they? Hey, I'm 
I'm leaving. I have all authority in heaven and earth, so I have to ascend to the right hand of my Father. I got to go take my place of authority. You're going to stay here. I would imagine there was some fear. What does the road ahead have for us? Just plain sorrow of memories come flooding in. We just walk down memory road. And, and I can tell you this week, I, I oh man, goodness, just going through some pictures. One a Thursday, I was sending Brittany pictures, and she was like, why are you doing this to me? And I was like, what? I was like, it's sweet. She's like, it's not. It's sad. <laughs> like, stop. And then she sent me something that she wrote, uh, that Akaya wrote about my dad. And I was like, who is making who cry now? <laughs> so I think if we think what Jesus meant to them, I think we should take a minute and say, hey, what, what are the circles meant to us? at Prince's Baptist Church. And some of y'all don't know this because y'all haven't been here very long, but <clears throat> our history is that in 1988, my father came down to this church that had been established but left in disarray by the previous pastor. And within a few months of my dad coming down here, he met Miss Wanda, actually led her to the Lord, and she, she started coming faithfully here she started soaking up the word and she would she would read her bible and she would have questions and she would call and what's this about and then she met this dashing young man and on their first date she said are you a christian and he had been raised catholic and he wasn't really active in the church. I, I, I forget what the categories of Catholics are. There's good Catholics, there's faithful Catholics, and you weren't either one of those at that point. And he came, and he trusted Jesus Christ. And he began to dig into the word. Seek scripture and grow, and they very fastly we're just a fixture at Friendswood Baptist Church. Uh, I remember in the early days, uh, Brother Ron teaching um, older elementary boys and taking us on, you know, just taking us on outings. We uh, where Potter's Liquor is now across from Cheers, uh, right there. That used to be a Pizza Hut, like a bona fide Pizza Hut. I remember going to Pizza Hut there, Brother Ron, and, and, and I wasn't in his class necessarily because I was a little bit younger, but I always was one of those kids that always wanted to be a little bit older than I was. So every now and then I would get to be in that class. Miss Wanda, you saw pictures of her with her elementary students that she taught. And, and, and then they, 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 they led our teens for a few years, real fun years too. She, she went to back-to-back -back camps pregnant. And those were June or July camps in Oklahoma. Dedicated to the cause. Um, led teens. They, they would, every Saturday morning there was a visitation program. And we would be on visitation. And 
well, Brother Ron and my dad would go visit people. Miss Wanda and my mom would take us kids, and they would drop us off at a street, and we would go hand out um, uh, Friends of Baptist Church tracks or whatever, and they would find every garage sale in the neighborhood. They'd be like, we'll be back to get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just wanting to let those ladies know about Jesus. <laughs> We'd be sitting there like left on the curb for like 30 minutes. It felt like an eternity. We're like, they for, they're never coming back for us. Ms. Wanda, don't deny my memory, please. <laughs> uh, we would have mission conferences, and, and we used to not have missions month. We would have a mission conference that would run like a Wednesday through Friday, and then Saturday uh, there would be an off day, but th there would be a group who would always gather with the missionaries over at the Morgan's house for Saturday night for dinner, and then Sunday we would have um, a good fellowship dinner of barbecue like we're going to have today, and then Sunday night we always ended mission conference on Super Bowl Sunday, and then uh, the Sokol house would be open, and there would be a bunch of people, and it would be lively and raucous, and kids would be running in and out and kind of paying attention to the game and just doing our own thing. Uh, a lot of times the ladies would be downstairs, and the men would uh, congregate upstairs and, um, and just have these memories of the Sokols being such a part, such a vital part, and having authority and influence in Friends of the Baptist Church. And Brother Rob served as a, as, as a deacon for a long time, and, 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 and the whole time that I've been serving as pastor, he's been the chairman of our uh, deacons and trustees. And ladies, I know sometimes you don't get official authority because we're slow, um, and but Miss Wanda's always had a place of authority and influence. Um, I don't know that I would be pastor here if it weren't for Brother Ron and his influence and his authority at that time to just very early on say, I think that the Lord has provided for us a pastor. And we took time to pray about it. And I, of course, at that time, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pastor Friends of the Baptist Church because I had in my brain, I wanted to go blaze new trails and plant a church in Southern California because I really wanted to suffer for Jesus and be able to serve. And so, you know, I was just, I had my priorities all in order. And, um, and so, yeah, so we prayed about it and Lord called me as pastor and uh, and, 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 I, and I'm sure there's a few men that my dad could rely on throughout his ministry, and there's been a few men that I could rely on throughout my ministry, and, I, and I've always kind of felt this, especially here recently, as I've just been thinking about it, like, bro Brother On and, uh, you know, you and Miss Wanda for, like, so many years served basically like associate pastors at Friends of Baptist Church. All the while having your own family, your own work that you had to do. Um, trusted counselor and advisors. If I was going through something ministerially, I don't have my dad to go to. And sadly, uh, not a whole lot of pastors who, who, who knew my dad were really there for me.
but I could call Brother Ron and I could go, I don't, like, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? This is what we're dealing with. Um, you've been faithful. You've been faithful to our Lord. You've been faithful to the church that the Lord, where, where you met the Lord. Or you've grown in your, your walk and your relationship. Uh, not just the church as an institution. You've been faithful to people in this church. I don't know, you know, those early, that early year for us, it was crazy. Uh, Brittany and I got married. Four months later, my dad passes away. I'm called as interim. Six months later, I'm pastor. In this time, we had 2008. Um, had Hurricane Ike, we had the financial collapse, uh, we had people um, just not really sure where they wanted to be, and so we, as Friends of Baptist Church, we, a lot of people left Friends of Baptist Church, which happens during transition, and, 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 I, and I just think about this every now and then it comes up, I wonder how many, convers how many conversations, how many people have called you, and that you had to walk through and, and talk to about their decision-making process because at that point you were the person that they could look to. So I say all this to say y'all have been faithful, but y'all have meant a whole lot to Friends of Baptist Church. And, I, and, 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 and for those of you who might not know, you should know that our ministry in it as a whole, as much as we're indebted to one another, we're indebted to our dear friends who've been faithful. And whenever, we experience a lot of loss. I text and remember when we and he was telling me that he was in the creek for him morning and he was headed off to Crane which is the church that he formerly pastored and because they were having an anniversary Sunday so he was going to be preaching over there and I told him I said you know we've we've had a lot of loss this year but this is going to be more sweet than bitter today because we're sending them off to um to to the country to East Texas and his response was you you certainly have had a lot of loss either way And so as a church, I, I know whenever we lose pillars, that can create some fear and some anxiety. Just like the disciples that day, like, where, where, where do we go? Like I said this morning, I mean, I've, I've known that they were going to be moving. They have actually moved. But, uh, you, know, um, you know, like when we were watching that video and then I got up and I looked in their eyes, it like hit like a, a, a ton, a fresh wave of like, Oh, wow, this is real. This is not just a theory. This is not a concept. This is happening. And so Jesus, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he knows them. He knows their hearts. He, he, he knows what's going on in their minds. And I think we need to actually think about that, like whenever he gives them th what he gives them here. 
He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. He's the one with the authority. And it's not just saying, I'm the one with the authority, so you better. It's like, hey, take a breath. Who has all authority in heaven and earth? Look at me, my precious disciples. Who has all authority in heaven and earth? It's our liberating king, Jesus. All authority has been given to him. And so, he tells them, let me just encourage you. This is what you need to do. You need to go make disciples of me. Look, I, think about John. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled, <laughs> right? It's almost like, okay, this is, listen, I know y'all don't know what's going to, like a whole lot of things are probably circling through your heads and your hearts. And, 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 and what does the future hold for us? And Prince of Baptist Church, I would say the future it, for us is a, a future in which Jesus is still in authority over Friends of Baptist Church. And he's not saying anything different than what he said all these years. And it's just simple. It's make disciples of Jesus. What do we need to do? What do we need to do? We just need to Continue being disciples, making disciples of Jesus. And then, you know, he says, uh, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, or the King James Version, lo, or look, pay attention. Like you need to, you need to, it's like, look at me in the eyes. I'm going to be with you always. Now, we know theologically, we know he's talking about the gift of his spirit. But if we think about it practically as well, like, hey, listen, all my teaching, you're going to be sitting there and you're not going to know what to say or what to do. And it's going to come to your mind like what you've seen me do and what you've heard me say in these moments. And, you know, in a, in a real sense, I, I think about this and, and I want to encourage you all with this, but it also encourage us like your legacy is going to live on in Friends of Baptist Church. The Sokols are going to continue to be with us. I can promise you we can walk into any one of those front two rooms up there. One's serving as our children's church now, and one's serving as a nursery where it has housed Rowdy for five minutes, but we don't know what's happened now. And we can walk in and we can see the design and the decor and just remember Wanda Sokol, Lola, Rios, Carlos Rios, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> into making those rooms as beautiful as they are. I can tell you that uh, a lot of the wisdom that I've been able to glean, and, and, and uh, which I'll still rely on, I've been given from my friends some counsel and some mentorship. It's going to carry on. So, yes, they're leaving, but they're also going to still be here. They're still going to be a part that lives on, that is with us 
forever, that you can't think about Friends of the Baptist Church and where we are today and how we got here without thinking, oh, there were people involved in that. And one of the things that my dad, like, he was celebrated a lot and, 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 and honored, and, and y'all honored my dad. Y'all been so gracious and honoring to me as well. But, but one thing that I know that my dad always wanted to make sure was like, hey, this doesn't happen because of Rick Austin. It was all the people in this church body that, that made this thing happen. And this is where I would encourage us to, you know, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going here and I'm going to do this thing over here now. But you have this work to do. And yes, I'm going to continue to be with you. Um, but it's like, you're going to have to walk in this. And friends of Baptist Church, we're going to continue to have to be faithful. You know, it's, it's, a, it's at a time like this where you would say, hey, look, we, we all need to know that, like, we take the mantle, if you will. We take up the mantle and we say, hey, listen, these people have left and these people have left. They, they were snatched from us from death or they've retired and they've moved on to greener pastures. <laughs> Don't you like that? No. <laughs> they get to go live in the country, right? They've left. And so, but we can't go, oh man, I can't, what, what's not here? It's we're here. And just like others have been faithful before us, Let's continue to be faithful. Brother Scott Risch used to sing, may all who come behind us find us faithful. And I love that song. But this is what I would say is that song shouldn't just be us going, oh man, well, they were so faithful. It should inspire us. May the fire of our devotion light their way and it should inspire us to go hey like we didn't get to this point as a ministry we didn't make it all these 35 years without a whole lot of faithful people being there stepping up and so i just want to encourage us with that that like yeah we have lost but there's still people who are here and I want to say thank you for your faithfulness, and let's continue being faithful. Friends of the Baptist Church. So, Jesus departed from his disciples. And our dear friends are departing from us. Yet, your spirit, your legacy lives on. And, and even more, church, we have the Holy Spirit of our liberating King Jesus. That will never leave us, will never forsake us. Will always be with us, even till the end of the age. <sighs> Brother Ron and Miss Wanda, I love you all. I'm thankful for the opportunity to learn from y'all. 
as a child to uh, be carried to camps in the back of your suburban uh, where sometimes you had to pull over and, and separate boys who were fighting in the back. Thankful for all the uh, uh, times that we got to go skiing and had fun memories along the way. Uh, went up to Pikes Peak. And we don't know why we did that. We're never going to do that again. That was a treacherous adventure. Uh, we a van and brother Ron's driving a van and a tire comes off the, the van and he has a, 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 a you know young 20 something Macaulay Austin going incorrect torquing procedures incorrect torquing procedures and then we have to get a trailer and we have to move it across a frozen a frozen two lane highway we got to um, uh, go to Ukraine and we uh we saw the sun go down on a bus ride that was supposed to take us five to seven hours. And then we saw the sun come up on that same bus ride. We sat in homes with people whenever they were and they were afraid or they were angry and upset and and, and, and you looked at them in the eyes and you heard them and you, you counseled and you ministered to them. You, you, who knows how many children at this altar or, or individuals, you, men and women at this altar or the altars of camps that you sat next to and you, you counseled them and you prayed with them. And some of them you just prayed with them that they would be assured that they were... Um, that they trusted Jesus and that God loved them. And some of them, you got to see them make that profession of faith for the very first time. And you got to walk into people's homes and say, hi, we're from Friendswood Baptist Church and we want to extend a personal invitation to you to come visit us this Sunday. And you had some people that said, come on in. And I remember this horrible story where you have some people who said, come on in. And they sat down. Oh, honey, bring them some, uh, bring them some coffee. And, and, and then looked at you and said, tried to belittle you and tried to uh, shame you and said, look at my house and look at everything that I have. What do you think that your church or your God can offer me? And you didn't let that go. I'm not going back out next Saturday. <laughs> but it could have. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for shepherding me. Thank you for allowing me to serve as your pastor. And that's truly something that I always think is amazing is that people who, who watched me and raised me, quite literally, after um, Scott and Karen got tired of watching us, <laughs> uh, because I think she was wearing out all of her, her, her brushes, uh, it was often the Sokols, and, and she was wearing them out on my behind, um, it was the Sokols, uh, we would stay with them a lot of times too, and we'd always walk into their house, and unlike my family, there would be a big bowl of snacks. And it was like, have a snack. And I was like, are you sure that we could just have little Debbie snacks anytime we want? And then she was like, well, maybe not anytime, but yes, they're theirs. 
is always amazing to me that people who, who watched me, who helped raise me, uh, who saw all my good and all my dumb, my rebellion and my arrogance, my foolishness and my naivete, And they said, not only are we going to put you in a position of pastor, but they said, we're going to put ourselves in the posture of allowing you to be our pastor. And it was never just a position. And I thank you for that. I never felt like it was just a position. I was just a puppet in here that uh, people weren't looking to and, 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 and listening to and learning from and respecting. And I don't get it, but I'm grateful for it. So, my brothers and my sisters, we have in Scripture a lot of sad departings. A lot of... A lot of people leaving under unhealthy circumstances. We've experienced those ourselves. We've had to say goodbye when we weren't ready to say goodbye. We've had people snatched from us. Uh, people have left because they weren't content or satisfied here. And as much as we wish them well, it still hurts. <laughs> you want them to be finding their place here. But today, we do not have an unhealthy departure. Today, we do not sit here in bitterness with our teeth clenched and our jaws tight and saying, fare thee well. Today, we have a fond farewell to our dear friends. Brother Ron, Miss Wanda Sokol, we love you. Church, would you all stand with me and honor them? Say thank you for a job well done. I love you. We're going to go eat some food here in a few minutes, but let's do this. Let's pray. And as we do, we've done it so many times. We've prayed for people who've gone to war. We've prayed for people who have gone to college. We've prayed for kids before they went to school. We have prayed at various uh, uh, opportunities to send people off, and I think it would only be right if this morning we gathered around Brother Ron, Miss Wanda, and we prayed for them, and we sent them off with a good word. And so if you're able to gather around, I would invite you to gather around. Um, I'm going to ask, if they will, uh, I'm just going to ask for uh, a, a couple people to pray, uh, and then I'll uh, pray over us. But um, I'm going to ask if uh, Brother uh, Donnie uh, will pray. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Steve if you'll pray, then Brother Donnie if you'll pray, and then I'll pray over us. And while we're praying, um, let's all be in an attitude of prayer this morning. So, Brother Steve.
Oh, Lord, I love you. And I thank you for this dear family. Uh, Lord, as I've recounted today, there's a lot of history that we've shared together. Lord, um, I am I am thankful, I'm blessed, I'm honored to be able to have shared this history with them. I'm thankful for what they have been to me personally, to my family, and to uh, this, this church here, Friends of Baptist. Uh, God, we pray and we ask that as they go from here, that it would be... Uh, Lord, that they would be filled with joy and gratitude and peace as they walk from this place, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray and we ask that you would uh, establish them there in, in East Texas. Give them good mornings sitting on that, that back deck overlooking that lake where they meet with you and they hear your voice. Give them a community there, Lord, where they can, uh, people to whom they can uh, love and they can receive love from. People with whom they can serve and they can worship. Lord, uh, people that they can walk with in discipleship, we pray. We pray that you provide them that community uh, and that church family for them, Lord. Uh, Lord, as much as it's Weird and strange for us, Lord. I think, how weird and strange is it for them a bit? They've never had to walk this road before. 35 years, Lord, they've been walking uh, in, in, a, in a long obedience in the same direction with, with this group of people. And, and it, though it's taken different iterations throughout the years, Lord, there was an, an anchor in this place for them, Lord. And so as they go, Lord, we pray that you would Give them leadership and guidance and direction so that they can find uh, the, the home, the church home that suits them. That it will be like uh, uh, they can find people that they can walk hand in hand, heart in heart with, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray and we ask uh, as they go, uh, we know that though their, their vocational work is done, Lord, their career is done, they're not done. They're not done as disciple makers. They're not done as faithful uh, followers of Jesus. And so, God, I pray and I ask that you would use them in, in a mighty way, Lord. We send them knowing that you are with them and you are with us. We send them in love. We send them in joy. We send them in grace and peace. And we pray all these things in the mighty resurrected name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I love y'all. Brothers and sisters, here's how we'll go today. We'll go and get our belly.